This is Dr. April Moreno, host of Healthcare Strategy and Culture. If you're interested in starting a podcast, Anchor.fm is the best way to start. It is free each month compared to other podcast hosts online. And it has great features like background music. And it also connects you directly to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It just makes it so much easier. So download the free Anchor app or go straight to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Healthcare Strategy and Culture, Episode 3. In this episode, we will be talking about three important types of organizational culture that you should have in mind as you build employee morale, customer experience, and, and cultivate productivity for your organization. Welcome to episode three of Healthcare Strategy and Culture. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. And in this episode, we're talking about organizational culture. During my program in the Masters of Public Administration, we talked a lot about culture. And I remember at the very beginning of one of our organizational culture classes, the question came up about what is culture? It was such a difficult question to answer. I was really surprised at myself as well, being a master's degree recipient and a bachelor's degree recipient in cultural anthropology and still struggling to be able to answer that question in one simple sentence, in one simple answer. What is culture? We all sat there in class in silence, struggling to put it into words. And today we're talking about some of the sayings that are out there in terms of what culture is in terms of organizations. So here's one from the Harvard Business Review. Organizational culture defines a jointly shared description of an organization from within. That's from Bruce Perron. And then another one from Richard Perrin says that organizational culture is the sum of values and rituals which serve as glue to integrate the members of the organization. Here's an interesting one from Alan Adler. Organizational culture is civilization in the workplace. And this one here, possibly my favorite from Michael Watkins. Culture is the organization's immune system. One more from Abdi Osman Jama. An organization is a living culture that can adapt to the reality as fast as possible. I like that one as well as we can talk about the fluidity of what culture is in terms of an organization. Today, we're talking a little bit more about organizational culture, how you can be proactive in cultivating a desired organizational culture. My favorite concept of organizational culture is from Edgar Schein. Edgar Schein is a Sloan professor of management at the Sloan School of Management at MIT and has published a book called Organization, Culture, and Leadership. So today we're talking about three types of culture in organizations. First of all, I guess Schein does mention that there are four categories of culture. More broadly speaking, there's macro cultures, such as an entire nation or system. Then there are organizational cultures and subcultures, which is groups within the organization, and then microcultures, which are microsystems within these organizations. Today, we're talking about three levels of culture. And these are some of my favorite concepts to consider in terms of how we can build up employee morale, productivity, and workplace satisfaction. So one of these are artifacts. These are the visible levels of culture, aspects of culture and values that people can see. So for example, if you were to go to a Starbucks or a Trader Joe's, there is a visible type of culture that is there that may be quite different 
from the type of culture you may see inside of a DMV or even certain types of airlines. Then the second type of culture is espoused beliefs and values. These are not necessarily visible on the surface, but these are the things that organizations claim to believe are part of their values and important parts of their culture. They are definitely legitimate because these are things that the leadership in many cases have designed in the blueprint of their organization. So these are values such as integrity, honesty, partnerships, things like that, that are part of an organization, customer service, and so on. However, the third one is super interesting. This is the third level of culture, which are the basic underlying assumptions. These are these unconscious behaviors and beliefs that are not visible, sometimes not even conscious for the employee or for anyone in the organization. They may be more visible outside of the organization and not necessarily within. So these are those subconscious beliefs, patterns, actions that are existing that may or may not be beneficial to the organization. These are the level of, within the level of what we don't know that we don't know about our organization. So this one is very important. And here, as Shine says in this quote, human minds need cognitive stability and any challenge of a basic assumption will release anxiety and defensiveness. So in many cases, these basic underlying assumptions of what an organization is doing that we're unconsciously doing may bring up defensiveness and may bring up some level of anxiety as we try to address something that may not be working in our favor as an organizational unit. What is the answer to this? How can we solve this dilemma? If we are trying to build up an organization of, let's say, highly motivated employees, people with maybe intrinsic motivation to be part of our organization, to be working there, to have more of a motivation beyond a salary or a paycheck. We want people, ideally, in many organizations, such as nonprofits or healthcare organizations, ideally we would want employees who care about the people they serve, who care about the job that they're doing, the role that they're participating in beyond the incentive of a paycheck. I believe that many of those answers may lie within those basic underlying assumptions of an organization and how leadership from the top down may be able to make changes to their structure the way things are done and the way people respond to change that may have the potential to bring drastic improvement to employee morale, productivity, and long-term participation at the organization, longer-term employment, willingness to be present. So if you have not done this before, look at the visible artifacts of your organization, whatever level of leadership you may be in. And when I do say leadership, I mean every single person in an organization is a leader in some way. What are those visible artifacts in terms of the values, the way that things are done, the beliefs, the culture of your organization? What is visible? What is it that everyone would agree to as being the identity of your organization? And then in a second column of three columns, the second one can be those espoused beliefs and values. What is it that your organization says is important to them, is part of their values, their beliefs, their behaviors, and responses to things like change and crisis management? The third one 
may take some time and contemplation as you begin to consider what are those underlying basic assumptions, these unconscious, taken-for-granted beliefs and values in your organization that are things that people don't talk about. This may be something that you have to ask someone else outside of your organization, maybe a friend or spouse or someone who is a customer of the organization, a client, external stakeholder who may be able to answer this question. What are the values that you may not be aware of are happening and functioning in your organization? What are those blind spots? What are things that we may need to improve and make changes to, to improve employee satisfaction, to reduce presenteeism or absenteeism, to improve morale and perhaps an intrinsic motivation to cultivate more intrinsic motivation for employees to be present in your organization? What is it that needs to be done for leadership to value their role in cultivating and growing employee occupational development, workforce development, career development? I think this is a really fun exercise. And I encourage you to work on those three columns on a piece of paper and just thinking it through, especially if you are in upper leadership of an organization, if you're dealing with these questions of how do I improve employee morale, how can you align the values of what you espouse to be, what those visible artifacts are, those visible levels of culture are, and connect those clearly to these basic underlying assumptions. What are those unconscious beliefs and values that need to be addressed and perhaps changed or cultivated? I hope you enjoy this episode of Healthcare Strategy and Culture. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. To learn more about our services in healthcare consulting and strategy, reach out at april at aprilmorenoconsulting.com or visit aprilmorenoconsulting.com. I have a free toolkit on my website to help you prepare your organization to develop your strategic plan. Visit us at aprilmorenoconsulting.com for your free strategic planning preparation toolkit.